podcasters have been listening for free for too long. You owe us something. Well, okay. Listen, a lot of you have said, hey, guys, I'd be willing to subscribe and pay X per week or per month for the podcast. And you know why we don't charge? Because we're stupid. Because we're stupid. But anyway, why don't you think about what would you be willing to pay per month for the Armstrong and Getty show? And then instead of giving it to us, give it to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Donate it and help our uh, our warriors who are in their time of greatest need. you got this organization that is all volunteers, and they do fabulous, beautiful, beautiful work helping our guys. So just go to armstrongandgetty.com to donate. It's that simple. story in the news about crows, which reminded me, um, I had... Uh, reminded you black crows are touring. No, no, I would like she to see that. Sweet, yes! oh, I love that song. <laughs> it sounds just like that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I had thought the other day, how smart are pugs? Because we have a pug. And I, I, I claim that this, the pug is kind of du- a dumb animal, and my wife claims it's fairly smart, and I got into looking up how oh, smart... Boy. I got into looking up how smart various animals are, and yes. it is really, really fascinating, actually. Uh, so more on that coming up in a little bit, and crows factor in there. The crow is a fascinating creature. Man. I didn't realize crows are so smart. Yeah, yeah. Hey, by the way, I think, let me check my schedule. I think I'm down to two opioids a day now. Today's day number one of uh, two a day. I'm trying to wean myself off of them. I mean, I'm, I'm down to two. Up, I'm still start the party. It's Thursday. I'm still willing to turn a trick uh, to get more of them, mm. but I'm. Uh, but you're starting to feel ashamed about it. Finding right, a, exactly. finding a yeah. John might be your problem. <laughs> oh, 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 well, that's a little hurtful. <laughs> I think that's going to be your stumbling block in your plan. <laughs> are you are you buttressing this tamper down with uh, over the counter stuff, or are you just putting oh, yeah. it out? Oh no no good lord no um no it's uh, I'm alternating with uh, acetaminophen aka Tylenol and uh, ibuprofen. Gotcha, gotcha. Got a schedule all worked out. Okay, here it is. So uh, there are thirty three thousand vertebrate animals on Earth. That right there, I find astounding. Thirty three thousand different vertebrate animals that exist on Earth. I can okay. na- I can name seven. Sure. Um, Get lions, bears, dogs. Um, <laughs> um, um. And, uh, of course, not even a fraction of those have been tested for intelligence. That goes without saying. The canine overall ranks number 13 on the list of smartest invertebrates. Okay, top 20 is good, Baxi. Here, you're good, boy. Here they are, are in order of smartest. The orangutan is number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy my, smart. My accountant's an orangutan. I get, <laughs> I get that's not true. Um, uh, the bottlenose dolphin comes in next. They're rapey, though, man. The dolphin is a scary creature. Forget the whole flipper. They're smart. Weak, weak, weak. Uh, you know, and they are smart, and they're beautiful, and they're graceful, and they jump up and, and put on shows and the rest of it. But they are vicious and rapey. Mm. Uh, the chimpanzee is fourth. Also vicious and rapey, but fascinating. I'm sorry, that's third. The uh, chimpanzees can count. I can't. The chimpanzee is third. <laughs> yeah, Jack Armstrong's are 27. <laughs> <laughs> but so, in order so far, your fartest, your smartest. Oh my God! You said fart. He said, he said, it. It. He said it. it. He claims he never says the word, but I heard him say it on the radio too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was a misspeak. <laughs> Needless to say, guys, get that tape ready. <laughs> okay, your your smartest animals in order. Orangutan, <clears throat> bottlenose dolphin, chimpanzee, elephant, then elephant, then crow. Mm. Crow yeah. is the fifth smartest beast on planet Earth. Their capacity for A, memory, and B, communicating with each other and sending messages is astonishing. I believe they even use tools, right? Like crows will pick up a stick with their beak, and, and they've done tests where they can use that to get food out of a thing or whatever. That's interesting. Yeah. Food um, out of a thing. Speaking of not on the top ten. Um, well, right, and they, they recognize faces and can remember them for a decade? Um, so if you were mean to a crow, you, you, you watch your back. Well, ten years later, that the, the baby crow you uh, throw a rock at as a kid could see you on the street and peck your eyes out. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the thing's big as a dang beagle, too. Rest of the top five smartest animals. African gray parrot, the pig, the rat, mm. the squirrel. Wow. The squirrel? The squirrel. I'm skeptical of that one. Where does the squirrel rank? Uh, number eight smartest animal out of wow. 33,000 different species? Dang, between the things we snuff, because there are too many of them, and the things we eat because they're delicious, I'm feeling kind of bad about some yeah. of this. Your raccoon? Not, not really bad, but a little. Your raccoon? Yeah. And uh, veined octopus, which is a particular, which is the worst thing I've ever heard. I said <laughs> When I said that at home the other day, I was going through the list, everybody groaned for some reason. Veined, veined. octopus. Well, it sounds like a euphemism. Right? <laughs> it actually does. Uh, so How unfortunate. Well, a little note from the pages of science there. Uh, canines in general are very intelligent. They're able to feel many emotions that humans do from jealousy to love in general. Canines have the intelligence of a two-and-a-half-year-old human, they say. That sounds about right to me. Yeah, it does. If you've ever had a two-and-a-half-year-old, it's about right. As a dad and a dog owner, that rings true. A separate list of uh, who's a good boy and dogs are at the top of that one. But you, yep. you think good of, point. You think of a two-and-a-half-year-old, you've got them potty trained, mostly. They don't yeah. pee or poop in the house, mostly. But every once in a while they do, just like your dog that's trained, that sort of thing. Well, and they can absolutely obey commands. Um, they, uh, they're they affectionate and understand you know, who's good to them, who's not. If they you will. yell at them, they'll be afraid of you for a little while. Yeah. Feed them peanut butter. It's hilarious. They will drink True. out of the toilet if you leave them alone. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but but at the same time, they're capable of subterfuge. I mean, Baxter is, he's pretty possessive. And he will take toys, tennis balls, whatever, and bury them in the backyard so that they're his. And our, uh, our fabulous uh, dog trainer, has let us know, oh, no, 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 that is not good. Those toys are yours. You let him play with them, but you don't let him get away with that stuff. Huh. So we've always got to be vigilant about that. But, yeah, that's that's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, we got we have multiple dogs. We have four dogs, and our, uh, one of our dogs, our medium-sized dog, who is a blue healer, had a bone he was really proud of, and he went over, and he's looking around, and he starts digging a hole. He's going to hide his bone. And he's got it all dug, the whole dug, and then he puts the bone in there and covers it all up. And then he looks over, and our biggest dog, Bianca, had been watching him. Oh, wait a second. I see you watch me bury my bone. Get it back again. <laughs> but i got to find a new place now. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Hilarious. So they they mentioned the orangutan and the chimpanzee. I didn't hear the gorilla in there. I know there have been experiments in which a gorilla or two have done amazing things and learned words and the rest of it. I wonder, is there just no point in all those different great ape distinctions or I, what? Because I, I got to I got to believe a number of the great apes are high on the list. Yeah. 
But what do I know? Um, Hillary Clinton went on a radio show yesterday, the Howard Stern Show, which I think is notable in that doesn't seem like the sort of thing she would do if she was running for office, really, because, you know, he might ask something uncomfortable. Right. And, she, and everything needs to be 100% predictable for her, which is why right. she didn't get elected. But anyway, she had some stuff to say about maybe running for president, and that's on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty Show. So, does Hillary Clinton have any interest in actually running? I don't have any idea. I, I think I believe uh, Lon He Chen, who told us a couple weeks ago that she's she's staying relevant. The moment she absolutely says she's out, nobody cares about her book anymore. Nobody <laughs> cares what she has to say. She doesn't get on any of these shows, and that's probably uh-huh. true. Okay, so she's just stoking the fire just enough. That's disappointing to me because uh, I'm viewing most of this stuff through the lens of what would be most entertaining to me, and it would be super entertaining to me if she got in again. I think it's surprising. You won the popular vote. You lost, even though it was an electoral college landslide. It was really only, you know, some tens of thousands of votes that swung it that way. And, uh, you know, and you're running against Donald Trump, one of the most unpopular presidents we've ever had, so... I don't, I don't know how you uh, rule that out. I'm going to need you to stop making the case for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> Please, my next wet oh, can't handle it. Sean, put away that knife. Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> if, if a Democrat's going to be president, there's a whole long list of people I'd choose before I want Hillary Clinton. I'm just surprised that she's not going to run. Anyway, she was on with Howard Stern and did an interview, and here's a little of it. You know, I went to the inauguration of Donald Trump, which was one of the hardest am, days of my life, to something? be honest. I am consumed with that. All right. And, and so when I got there, you know, go ahead, get out there. You you put on the best face possible. And I'm, you know, Bill and I are sitting with George and Laura Bush. And then he started on that speech, which was so bizarre. And that's when I got really worried. I thought, wait a minute. If this isn't the, rational. It's not rational, but it's also not, it's not politics. It's not what a president does. A president is supposed to try to reach out to people who weren't for Right. him or her, you're supposed to say, okay, I'm going to be the president of everyone, those who supported me and those who didn't, because we're going to pull the country together. I'd hope that I would hear a little of that. I didn't hear any of that. And then that carnage in the street and the dark dystopian vision, I was sitting there like just, wow, couldn't believe it. And George W. Bush says to me, well, that was some weird shit. Wow. <laughs> You know, if she were a third, a third like that, that natural and unguarded while campaigning, she'd be president. And Howard Stern says that later in the interview. He talks about how he begged her to come on. He was trying to get to all her people, say, come on, that uh, Trump had come on his show a gazillion times and he humanized himself. And that if Hillary had come on, she'd be president right now. And she says, apparently, at the end of the interview, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, if she sounded anything like that ever, she it would have been more helpful to her, no doubt. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, which which is his own kind of weird personality. The fact that you aren't, you don't trust your own personality enough to like just relax and talk is its own weird thing. Right, I understand why you why you need to be a little cautious, perhaps that outer twenty percent of yourself where you get a little nutty, but you, you got to be yourself. 
And she went with like a lot of politicians do that outer 90% of herself. Uh, yeah. She wasn't going to show yeah. to anybody. Um, Stern was an able ally, and if she wanted to run for president, as she talked about how she worked across the aisle and supported the Osama bin Laden raid and all the different stuff. So she got to do a full, full-throated, um, this is why I'd be a good president pitch. I don't know why you'd go through that uh, if you had no interest. Um, she also said, if I'd lost to a normal Republican, I wouldn't have a pit in my stomach. I don't believe that. Uh, just based on everything I've ever run about people who've run for president, they have a pit in their stomach for the rest of their lives, no matter who it is. You don't think it would be a different pit, though, if she lost oh, like Mitt Romney? Oh, yeah, 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 it would be a different pit. Uh, and she also said, contrary to where you, what you might hear, I actually like men. Stern says, <laughs> have you ever had a lesbian affair? She laughed and said no. Never, never, never. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny. Oh, I thought this was interesting, and I wanted to bring up this point. Um, uh, she said that she's never seen a therapist, but she did see a marriage counselor after Lewinsky. We still have never had a president, and I don't think we could yet elect a president who's ever uh, been in therapy, seen a therapist, who would say out loud, oh, yeah, I have a therapist I see regularly. Hmm. I, I, it's interesting how you know therapy in popular culture and in, in, in just in culture in general has become more acceptable, but not acceptable enough, I don't think, that you could run for president and say, oh, yeah, I'm in therapy regularly. I talk to somebody about my problems. I don't think you could. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's evolving. You'd have to spin it pretty effectively well, to get I, past. I'm not saying never, but... My question would immediately be for what? Why are you in therapy? What was the particular problem? What's the particular problem? How much life better? is hard, and it helps to have a, a non-biased third-party person to, to download my problems onto. Are you still setting fires or whatever you went to therapy for? <laughs> I mean, that, was even a, that was a big plot point of the the Aaron Sorkin show, The West Wing, where they the, the depths or the lengths they had to go to to keep uh, President Bartlett seeing a therapist private because they were worried about what messaging that would send out if it if it leaked out right you know right. i'll bet most i'll bet almost every therapist would agree it's insane that the president doesn't see a therapist yes i think it's insane with the most with the most pressure packed job that exists on planet earth and all the different things tugging at you right uh, just a, an objective voice and objective here to m- make sure that you are you're not getting caught in your own psychological traps cuz we all have them uh, to make sure you're, you're just staying rational. Going, uh, yeah, going, of course, that'd be fine. And going whichever direction, too much hubris or 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 not enough self confidence, either direction. Right, right. Yeah, there are presidents who've been paralyzed by the fact that they have nothing but bad choices. And at some point, you know, generally you have a counselor or a chief of staff or something that says, "Sir, you've got to choose one of these things." And yes, every single one of them has a downside. And and history understands that, so go ahead. Um, you know, and then you dive in and make your decisions. Uh, by the way, it's funny, on that theme, I was listening to Hillary talk about the inauguration speech and the rest of it, and I, I there were aspects of what she said that I kind of agreed with, but uh, just hearing her say it in that high-handed way of hers, um, it reminded me of during the hearings yesterday, where those, particularly that one smug uh, professor gal from Stanford, who hates Trump and made that really, really inappropriate reference to Trump's son and everything. 
And so Turley was there. Jonathan Turley was there. And he was saying, his point of view, if you weren't listening or whatever, uh, is was that, listen, you folks haven't proved your case. You're going to have, have cocked. Impeachment is way too important and heavy for you to just kind of, sort of, you know, prove your charges and not bother calling witnesses because we're kind of in a hurry. This is not right. But Turley had made the point that, listen, I did not. Vote for Donald Trump. I am not a Donald Trump supporter. Blah blah blah. I uh, one of our emails asked, and I thought it was a great question. After sitting next to those three, well, two of them in particular were just utterly insufferable, smug, self-righteous, holier-than-thou progressives. After sitting with all three of them all day, I wonder if Turley's thinking, you know what? I am going to vote for the bastard this time, <laughs> like so many people have. They've just gotten so sick of the media and the lies and the drumbeat and the the sixth different reason we're supposed to impeach the guy. There, there are so many people out there, closeted Trump voters, are thinking, you know what, I am pulling the lever for him this time. Well, Hillary's saying there, his inauguration speech, it wasn't politics, it wasn't normal. I don't freaking care. That's the point! <laughs> right! There were parts of it I didn't like exactly, but th- the whole idea, Hillary, was a rejection of of you and Mitt and and. The, the polite talk and the half measures and the pan, the lip service to Americans, but just building your own power and making D.C. more and more rich and and just lying to us and condescending to us and y'all getting richer and richer. That's exactly what we we're hoping for was a rejection of the usual. So you the numbskull, the 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 fake names for people who are donating money to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station continue to come in. Uh, Fueled by the grape is in for fifty dollars. I think that's the second time we've had uh, somebody. With that oh, name. oh, you know what? We should point out that Fueled by the Grape t-shirts and sweatshirts are really selling at armstrongandgetty.com. They are a super big hit, Marshall. Cool. But here's, here's Jack's Uneaten Truck is in for 20 bucks. <laughs> Two Sack Jack's in for $25. But here's uh. my favorite one, maybe of all time. For $50, Katie Hill's Hotel Chair has donated to uh, <laughs> Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Took me a minute. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, we'll do a total when we come back. What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Yeah, don't mess with Nancy Pelosi, that is. Another round of U.S. troops could be heading back to the Middle East, and Kanye's crusade continues. Oh, there coming you up. go. Preacher Preacher Kanye still doing his thing. Yep. Uh, yeah, we'll do a total when we come back. It's looking better. we still got a long way to go. Armstrongandgetty.com. to talk a little about uh, Congressman Duncan Hunter of the San Diego area, which is uh, some of the details out on you know I w- on his lifestyle, which is just freaking hilarious. Well, and the fact that he hid behind patriotism and his oh. service oh, and his yeah. square jaw and the rest of it is just so yeah. so tawdry. It really is. Um, but, but that coming up in a little bit. Um, let's check in. Gladys, can you hit the drum roll? Thank you, Gladys. Let's see where we are with the Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Gladys That's a nice, drum. tight drum roll. She yeah. learned that in, in uh, overseas. She was one of the dough boys who went over uh, right. WW1. <laughs> Absolutely. She was a dough girl, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> $323,304. Fantastic. Wow, that's really great. Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel like we could hit half a million by close of business tomorrow. It's uh, still going to be really hard. I was feeling hopeless earlier in the show. I have some hope now. Yeah, I don't want to remove the carrot that is in front of the horse that is our good friends, uh, the Armstrong and Getty listening audience, because it would be so cool if we were to hit half a million dollars, but... 
you know, to keep things positive, we're raising money for an unbelievably great organization that does unbelievably great things with our, our hurt warriors. Um, so no matter what happens, y'all are doing a great thing, and I say thank you. So we have a $50 donation from Jack Said Fart, chipping in for 50 bucks. <laughs> yes. Uh, and we have Taylor Swift apparently just dropping in $25, which doesn't seem like a lot for Taylor Swift. No. That, huh. uh, that one donation, I still have never said that word willingly. Oh, nice caveat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, Freudian slip there. He's dying to say it. <laughs> He's always wanted to say yep. it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. far, your fartest, your smartest. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you're the fartest, Jack. <laughs> you know, when you hear it back, it really does sound like I said that. So far, your fartest, your smartest. Oh, my. <laughs> This is so childish. Oh, boy. Uh, let's get the news out, Marshall Phillips. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's going to be telling Judiciary Chair Jerry Nadler to move forward with articles of impeachment against President Trump. With confidence and humility, oh, with allegiance up. to our founders, and a heart full of love for America. Today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. Then after that heartfelt statement, one of the reporters covering the event asked her if she hates the president. Pelosi firing back. As a Catholic, I resent your using the word hate in a sentence that addresses me. I don't hate anyone. I was raised in a way that is full, a heart full of love and always prayed for the president. And I still pray for the president. I pray for the president all the time. So don't mess with me when it comes to words like that. There you go. Wow, that's a don't mess with me. That's some tough stuff. Hey, don't you know what I mess like with me. All right. You know what I want to hear before we uh, we end for the day? I want to hear Jerry Nadler back in the day talking about the Clinton impeachment. That's a good impeachment. One. Yeah. And then also uh, Jonathan Turley. We have uh, some good tape of him back during the Clinton days. I want, I'd like to point this out. Do you remember we had Laura Logan, formerly of 60 Minutes, right. who said, I read stories in the New York Times and can't find a fact. Here's another example, one of those. One of their top stories today, written by Peter Baker, who's a serious political journalist. And the title of this news story, not opinion piece, the headline is, Mocked Abroad and Assailed at Home, Trump Returns to Face Impeachment. You can find (laughs) fault with both of those assertions. Mocked Abroad, just because Justin Trudeau got caught on a mic making a joke. About how he has long press conferences. Doesn't mean you're mocked abroad, assailed at home. You're going to survive this impeachment Easily, according to everyone. So where, where's the fact in those news? that news story in the New York Times? That's why people hate the media, and some people who are uh, you know, skeptical of Trump rally around him anyway. It's just crap like that. Meanwhile, more U.S. troops could indeed be headed to the Middle East. ABC News is saying the White House is weighing the possibility of sending thousands more troops to the region to deter Iranian provocation. Last week, a U.S. Navy destroyer reportedly seized a vessel with missile parts headed to Iranian-backed rebels in Yemen. And yesterday, there were reports that Iran has been using Iranian-backed militias to smuggle short-range ballistic missiles into Iraq. So we may be sending more troops back over there. Wow, so they're stockpiling arms to attack our guys, I guess? Yeah, and uh, Saudi Arabia ain't going to like that. That, uh... 
Iran is loading up a rack full of missiles. So yeah, wow. Um, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not going to use the news donkey for this, just because it doesn't matter. But it's uh, this just across. John Kerry, former presidential candidate for the Democrats, has just endorsed Joe Biden. Oh no, no, Brandon! It's not that you don't matter. That right. news doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, you still matter. You're yeah. great. Yeah. You do yeah. great stuff. Here, have a carrot. Yeah. Brandon hung his head there. Our, our news donkey is very sensitive. Yes. Donkey well, face, he's a performer. Donkey yep. face not interested in horse face and do, uh, endorsing Joe Biden. Would um, that it were. Would that it were. Endorsements <laughs> haven't mattered since the 30s, one. And two, <laughs> boy, failed candidates endorsing you. Old, really old failed candidates. Well, that's, a, that's a boost. Kanye West is going to be joining famed pastor Joel Osteen at Yankee Stadium next spring. TMZ is reporting the now religious rapper will be joining Osteen at his Night of Hope event on May 2nd. West's appearance comes after he uh, appeared at Osteen's megachurch last month in Houston. He's expected to perform with his choir following Osteen's sermon. Yeah, I'm so, kind of I'm kind of surprised that uh, Kanye's going the giant megachurch route with his uh, Christianity, but that seems to be his thing. The Bible, yeah. and it certainly looks like he's serious about all this. Oh yeah, he's serious. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. He is a bit mercurial, though, that to Kanye West, and if he falls off the whole Christianity thing, who knows where it goes from there. That's true. Well, and listen, as to the why he's consorting with mega pastors and mega churches, a, a thing that I've never been comfortable with, uh, remember, even during this Christian phase, he mentioned that he was the greatest artist God had ever created. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he, he, it's not like he's left his ego behind. So, yeah, I get that he's going for the biggest venues to spread the word. Gotcha. Although, you know, he went to a prison the other day. Yep. You know, visiting prisoners, it's literally out of the First Testament, or yeah. the old, uh, the New Testament, I should say. Right. Um, so, anyway, good for him. Two Corinthians. Walk into a bar. Um, <laughs> uh, so all those things Joe mentioned, and uh, a strong finish yeah. on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. There must never be a narrowly voted impeachment or an impeachment substantially supported by one of our major political parties and largely opposed by the other. Such an impeachment would lack legitimacy, would produce divisiveness and bitterness in our politics for years to come. That's a young Gerald Nadler not agreeing with a current Gerald Nadler, who is the chair of the Judiciary Committee and, oh, by the way, ho-hum, more politicians whose commitment to these things change completely on the circumstances. Oh, yeah, 180 degrees. Nancy Pelosi with her statement in March of this year that the only way impeachment ought to be done is if it is a clear crime it's overwhelming, the evidence is, and it's bipartisan. That was March of this year. And no, really nobody but it, maybe one of those law school extremist dopes from yesterday would argue that it's clear and overwhelming. And even if you did think that, the American people are clearly not going along with it. Nobody's convinced. Maybe you're convinced, and, you know, I can respect that, but nobody else is. The only upside to this is that in one generation, both parties will have done a... 
uh, a partisan impeachment of a of a, another president and failed at it. And hopefully it will be a century before anybody thinks that's a good idea again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so am I... Uh, am I uh, understanding the labeling of clip 15 accurately? Was this Turley back during the Clinton days, or was he describing the Clinton days? No, this was him during uh, Okay, that's the what Clinton I thought days. it was. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, this is Jonathan Turley, who was one of the panelists uh, yesterday in front of the Judiciary Committee. Executive power exhibits the same physical properties as a gas in a confined space. When you expand the space, the gas will fill the space. You should not be misled. Your decision will define executive power and authority. If you decide that certain acts do not rise to impeachable offenses, you will expand the space for executive conduct. And we will have to live with that expansion. Well, see, that that's Turley being Turley. That's a perfect, perfectly reasonable thing to say. He's not making the decision for them like that one woman from Stanford she, he's just saying, look, understand that what you're doing is important and it has ramifications, so do it right. So he <laughs> voted for Hillary, not Trump. He argued that George Bush should be prosecuted for war crimes because of the war in Iraq. So he's, uh, he's, he's in a lot of different places on these arguments and yesterday said that he didn't think this was an impeachable offense. Right. Or at least it hadn't been proven to be an impeachable offense. They're so rushed and half-cocked and everything that they haven't made the case yet. And a couple of the Republicans thought uh, were saying, why do we have these alleged great lights of scholarship here telling us that, oh, yeah, this is clearly an impeachable offense, <clears throat> excuse me, when we haven't finished the investigation part of it. We haven't written uh, articles of impeachment. They're just, what are you talking about? What you've heard on the news or what you read about in the New York Times? Why are you here? Which I thought was a fairly reasonable uh, you know, question to ask. Can it go away? Can it just all go away? Oh, it away? will. It absolutely will. This is the most it. predictable you know, drama in history. They'll cobble together some articles. Uh, you know, it'll be somewhat interesting to see whether they incorporate any um, uh, that the Mueller report obstruction stuff or, you know, the obstruction of Congress stuff that they're talking about, uh, including obstruction of Congress looking into the Ukrainian thing. Um, well, that was another one of Turley's points that I thought was brilliant that nobody's talking about. He said... The administration said, no, these people will not testify unless they're ordered to by the courts. And you all, meaning the Democrats, then gave up. You did not say, we deserve to hear from John Bolton, uh, we're litigating this. So you can't accuse the president, the executive branch, of, um, of obstruction for appealing to the courts. That's not obstruction. That's exactly what they're supposed to do. Instead, you've said, well, never mind. And you've gone ahead half-cocked. It's really, it's inexcusable. It's sloppy. And it's fake. It's just so fake. They are so obviously just checking the impeachment box for the hardest core, whatever percentage, of of left-wing Democrats. That's all that's happening here. And it's just, it's a waste of everybody's time. How much time do we have left, Michael? 
Got about two minutes. Okay, good. Because there's a, a number. First Three of all, I want to hear like all those jokes that we haven't heard so far today. Are those are any of those really good, Sean? I haven't uh, heard the jokes yet. Yeah, let's, let's do this one. In a new interview that just came out, Brad Pitt said he didn't cry for almost 20 years. Yeah. He said the trick is every time he got sad, he just remembered he was Brad Pitt. So. That'll do it. And then how about that other David Spade joke? Because I go like that. And then, I, then, then one special one. Uber just listed the Empire State Building as their number one tourist destination. The second most popular destination across a busy street from where you ask them to pick you up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, no kidding. Very, very funny. Now, there's been too many F-words this hour for my taste. I'm talking about the flatulence word, the word that I don't ever say and have never said. So far, your, fartest, your smartest... Oh, my... That, that was an accident when I said that. But I did mention that one of the most popular toys for Christmas this year is the Flatulence Launcher 3000. That's your Fart Launcher 3000, Jack. Um, it's sold out on Walmart. They're almost out of it on Target. If you, your kids want it, it makes smells and sounds, and isn't that just fantastic? Here's part of their commercial that's now out. By launching real fart smells. Load the canister, pull back, and let her rip. So this can really clear a room. Available now. That's that's something nobody likes. That's like, say, real dental pain. Have real dental pain anytime you want. Or something else unpleasant. The high-pitched noise-a-thon makes noises that hurts people's ears. (laughs) The new Rock in Your Shoe 3000. Have a rock in your shoe. It is an odd impulse. <laughs> Judy reminded me yesterday that her brother-in-law uh, gave my son a, a, an earlier version of that toy years and years ago. Oh, really? And I don't think we permitted it to be opened. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would absolutely not. I would intercept that if I could, and uh, that just goes away. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, son, here's a nice ball glove, you know, a nice baseball mitt instead. Tell you what, you give me that, we'll go to the zoo or something. You're not unleashing bad smells in the house because it amuses you. Not my house. Paul Manafort. Oh, so I yeah. said it twice. So far, your smartest, your smartest, no, like a serial sayer of that yes. word. Yep. Yeah, you, yep. not only do you say it, you say it more than most people. <laughs> Paul Manafort, was Paul that Manafort? some sort of editorial comment? Can we do a quick update on Warrior Foundation Freedom Station before we got to go? Because I'd like to see where we are on our march toward $500,000. Gladys. $330,707. Okay, pretty good day. Well, well, I don't remember what we were at when we showed up. Less than that. We got uh, close to a hundred, I think. Yeah, I think I think so too. Are we like thirty-five? Uh, Two thirty-five is, I think, where we started my. Uh, that's about right. My yeah, video yeah. game filibuster. Right. We got hundred and thirty bucks from Randy, Andy, and the Queen Mum. Thank you for that. <laughs> Twenty-five bucks from the Columbus Day Appreciation Society. Saw someone oh, donate, and I think it was forty dollars. Uh, who uh, also has Wednesday as their trash day? And is it? <laughs> <laughs> as it and isn't this hilarious? Sixty-nine dollars from Lisa Page's orgasm. Very oh, clever. I giggity. Final thought. Yeah. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo is pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael? I feel kind of hurt. We need some Michelangelo-themed uh, donation names. How about Michelangelo's unfunny joke or Michelangelo's unfortunate voice crack? Something like that. <laughs> 
Good <laughs> idea. Hey, uh, Positive Sean, producer, your final thought for us? Yeah, I'm talking to you podcasters out there in the future. What's it like over there? And also, you're stealing from the show when you do the podcast. So this is your chance to give back, make whole the uh, the, the the theft that you've been perpetuating this entire year. Right. you got to make everything right in the universe, and you're on the wrong side of it currently. Donate to Warrior Foundation Freedom Station. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman. Well, i got to tell you, I'm out in my boat. I am scattering whale food across the top of the water yes. here, trying to lure the whales <laughs> in to make the donation. That is what we need. Yes. Fabulous. Jack, a final thought for us. Power corrupts. Duncan Hunter, who should be booted out of office and never get to serve anywhere ever again, a San Diego congressman, uh, among the things he was doing that came out this week, in addition to his five mistresses he was paying for with your money um, and uh, and trips and all the different sort of stuff, he and his wife once took $600 of your money to fly their rabbit cross-country in a seat on a plane. Oh, God. Wow. Thank you very much. Your government wow. at work. My final thought is a uh, greeting to the doctor who listened to the show yesterday and texted thinking that I was dying because I seemed to be wheezing a little bit. I am not wheezing. My breathing is absolutely perfect. I appreciate your concern, but <laughs> when I go, Doc, it's going to be shot down by the jealous husband of my hot young love. No, it'll probably be a car wreck. <laughs> honestly. Wow. wow. <laughs> probably wow. car wreck. Check your blind spot yeah. if you, that's the number one cause. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Check your blind spot. Your bald spot. <laughs> so many people to thank. Spot. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Give as generously as you possibly can for our brave young warriors, Warrior Foundation, Freedom Station. Yeah, we need to have a big 24 hours, no doubt about it. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say. How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? But so, in order so far, your fartest, your smartest, oh my God. You said, said fart. He, said, he it. said it. He claims he never says the word, but I heard him say it. On the radio, too. Yeah. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.